It's a, uh, I, I've always, uh, the, the stark contrast is, is something that, that, that it, it usually is kind of, it's kind of jarring, right? It's something that we almost feel, that we go from uh, king cake and, and all the excitement and everything uh, to now fasting and, and no meat. And I, I'm just, I don't know about you, but all day, the only thing that's been on my mind is just a big juicy steak, right? Um, you know, just a, a ribeye that's like 12 ounces and just like some butter on top. And I'm going to just keep going and just like I'm going to see how many people just start crying before the end of it. Um, no, it's just like there's something about like there's something about as we enter into a, a period of fasting, as we enter into this period of, of prayer and of almsgiving, um, that, that, that there should be something within us that, that feels the, the jolt. That, that feels the difference, if you will. The, re- the reason why is, um, well, what we're doing when we enter into this Lenten season, when we enter into those that threefold practice of prayer, fasting, and almsgiving, um, we really are getting back to the basics. Like Jesus today doesn't accidentally stumble upon these three things. Right? When, when Jesus is talking today, uh, we, the last month we've been hearing His central teaching as a rabbi of, of the Sermon on the Mount. And, and when Jesus today gets to this point, right, the sixth chapter of Matthew's Gospel, He goes into these three, three specific places of prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. The interesting thing is, is that He doesn't say, if you fast this is how to do it. Or if you pray, this is how to do it. Or if you give alms, this is how to do it. He actually says it very, very drastically different than that. He says, when you pray, and when you fast, and when you give alms. Jesus wasn't talking about Lent. Jesus was talking about living as His disciple. That these are kind of the three non-negotiables. This is the three, like, the, the, the three starting points, if you will. The really, really basic kind of three tenets of what it means to be His disciple. That we're going to pray, we're going to fast, and we're going to give. I, I think there's a reason why we, the, the church suggests this reading, and, and the church suggests for us, as we go into this Lenten season, a threefold approach. Because they, they want us to get back to the basics. Back to the fundamentals. And every Lent we get an opportunity to kind of roll back all of the extra disciplines, all the other stuff that we do, just to scale back and let's get down to the core of what it is that Jesus teaches. Pray, fast, and give. Let's start there. Now Jesus challenges His disciples today in this sermon, he, he also challenges us today. Because he says, when, when you do this, when you do these things, when you pray, when you fast, when you give, make sure to do it in a way that not everybody knows. Don't do it for the publicity. Don't do it for the, for the, uh, right, for the Facebook likes or for the, for the likes on, on, or the hearts on TikTok. Don't, don't do it for any other kind of recognition whatsoever, but do it because I want you to do it. Do it because I've asked. Pray not because of what you get from it, but pray because, like, like to be in relationship with God. Fast not because of what you get from it. Not fast not because you're going to lose a couple of pounds and the scale's going to look good at the end of Lent. No, 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 no. Fast because we, we want to, like, discipline the flesh, even, to enter into this time. 
Give not just because, hey, the lights need to stay on in the church. Give because it's good for us to not be connected to material. It's a challenge. It's hard. And when it's hard and it's challenging and all those things, it's also, the, the really hard part is to, is to shut up about it a lot of times. I'll use an example. I, uh, when I was, uh, I was about 12 years old, I, uh, so I grew up across the street from St. Mary's in Raceland. Um, many of you know that. And then I, I, as I, one, one weekend, I remember my mom and dad must have gone to a different mass or something, and I decided I was, I was going to church by myself. So I just walked over to the church, and I walk in, and I go sit in the, I, I'm in one of the last pews because that's where the best Catholics sit, and I, I learned that at a very young age. So I'm sitting in one of my last pews, so all my people standing in the very back. Good job, my best Catholics, right? Like, um, I... Except some back there. Anyway, um, no, uh, I, I remember like there, there, I was sitting in the second to last pew. Um, I, I'm 12 years old. I had grabbed my wallet, which is just a, was useless. Like I had a couple of bucks in it, right? Um, which means something in the story. Get, just give me a second. Um, I, I, I was stand, I was si- sitting in the back pew or second to last pew, and right behind me there was a family, and there was a there was a mom and a dad, and then there was probably like about a four or five year old little boy, um, and he must have had like some donuts for 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 uh, for for breakfast because he was he was wired and like he was all over the place. And I remember I was sitting there in front of him, and I'm just like, I was that kid, and if he don't stop, I know what, how that ends for him, and I could tell him, but uh, okay, I'm, I'm sitting there, and I just hear a lot of commotion, and he's crawling all over the place, and he's acting up, and he's this and that, and he's this and that, until at one point I remember I. I reached in my pocket, and I had I had a dollar in my wallet, right? Like, and I was gonna that one little dollar I was gonna put in the I was gonna put in the collection. So I remember I was like, for some something told me, give it to him. So I'm 12 years old. I turn around, I, I look at the kid, and I'm like, hey buddy, come see. And he kind of leans up, and I said, can you do me a favor? Can you put this dollar in the in the collection for me? And his eyes like lit up. And he's like, yeah. So now, for like the next five minutes, all of his attention was on the dollar. That's all he was worried about. He was just focused on this dollar, and then he's going to put it into collection, and he's so excited. And then like, I remember at one point, after I told him that, I looked up, and the dad is just like, he's spent. The mom is just kind of tired. And both of them just look up, and they go, thank you. Thank you. And I'm like, no problem. And I just turn around, back in church. Well, I remember after Mass, I was, I was leaving. I didn't talk to the family or anything. They had left. Like, it, I, I'm, I'm walking back to my house. And I remember just on my way home thinking two things. The first thing was, man, that was really cool. Like, it was awesome to be able to do something, like, nice and charitable. And I'm like, the dollar is basically, like, 90% of my, my money right now, right? Like, so, oh, man, but, like, I did something for somebody else. Like, this is awesome. This is so cool. Great. Awesome. And the second thing I was thinking was, I can't wait to tell everybody. So like when I got home, I was working this into every conversation I could find. I called my grandmother to ask her how the day was, and I was just like, hey, by the way, guess what happened at church today? And I was like letting her know. But like I was trying to, I, until at some point my mom looked at me and was like, can you please drop the dollar thing? Like it's over. The reason why, though, is it, it wasn't good enough, and, and 12-year-old me, now, now 30 years, now 20 years later, I'm bragging to everybody about it, so I'm, I really lost all the grace on this, right? 
But, but 12-year-old me, it wasn't good enough just to do something. I wanted the recognition as well. It, it wasn't good enough just to do something that, that might have cost me something. It wasn't, good enough, it wasn't good enough just to do something that was, quote-unquote, the right thing or the thing that God might have put on my heart to do or, or, or whatever. It wasn't good enough just to do the thing, but I needed the recognition as well. Our world, our culture is, is, is absolutely addicted to recognition. I needed the recognition as well. The reason why I bring that up, Ash Wednesday in the United States is the most attended Mass out of all Masses. Every church parish, every church in in the United States of America sees their highest attendance of Mass at Ash Wednesday. Not at Christmas, when we celebrate Jesus Christ becoming man, like God stepping down into time, into space, and being one of us. Right? Not, Not there. Not, not Easter, whenever we celebrate that Jesus Christ died, resurrected, and, and, and like lived like He defeated death itself, the central tenet of our faith. Not, not that. Ash Wednesday. A day that's not a holy, day of, a holy day of obligation, by the way. So please don't run for the doors too quick. And I can't help but ask why. And I think it has something to do with, we know very, very clearly if you went to church or not. Jesus said to his disciples, take care not to perform righteous deeds in order that people may see them. If we're here for Ash Wednesday Mass because of some dirt, if we're here at Ash Wednesday Mass simply because of dirt, we're missing the point. I I, I say that to myself. I say that to, I don't care if you haven't been to church in five years. I don't care if you haven't been to church in ten years. I don't care if you haven't been to church in ten minutes. I think it's, it's something worth all of us reflecting on, especially as we enter into Lent. Because Lent is not about the prayer. It's not about the fasting. It's not about the almsgiving. It's not about the stuff we do. It's about God. Ash Wednesday is not about dirt being smeared on our forehead and the recognition that comes with going to church. It's about God. You see, today when we come to this Mass, like uh, I, I, the reason why I, I said a particular image that I did at the very beginning of the homily, uh, or at the very beginning of Mass today, about entering into the desert, the reason why is because that, that's the best example of what Lent is, is the desert. This weekend, we'll actually hear about Jesus going 40 days into the desert. And you might wonder, why does He go into a desert? Because it's like destitute and it's suffering and that's hard. That's not why He goes into the desert. In both the New Testament and the Old Testament, the desert is seen as a place of encounter. Because everything else is stripped away. 
There, there's, there's no distractions in the desert. It's boring. And it's a place of encounter. The desert is about everything being stripped away and it being just about Jesus and His Father. And when we enter into, when we enter into this Lenten season, into any Lenten season, what we're doing is, is we're saying, you know what? I want to go on that same journey. So we fast. We fast from whatever it is that takes our attention or takes our appetites away from God. We give alms because quite honestly being connected to, being, we, we know how to waste time better today than we ever have in human history. We can invest our time into something better. And we pray because prayer ultimately is an encounter with God. At its core and at, simp- at its simplest definition. Lent's not about recognition. Lent's not about disciplines. Lent's not about doing things that are hard. As we approach and enter into this Lenten season, it's about being with God and everything else just taking a back seat for a couple of, for a couple of weeks. Because the reality is, is that in, in, in six weeks' time, when we're walking through Holy Week and we get to Good Friday and, and we, we get a chance to kind of reflect on what it is that Christ did for us, everything else took a back seat for our salvation. So today as we come to this Mass, we're not coming just for the sake of some dirt. <laughs> we're not coming just to, 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 be, to try and do something really hard, not eat meat on some days and fast on some days and maybe give up you know, Oreos sometime or whatever it is. But we're coming so that we can orient ourselves and our hearts to God. And let everything else just take a back seat for a little while. In a couple of minutes, we're going to be able to come up and, and, and have the ashes, right, placed on our forehead. And that sign of faith is going to be there, and, and we're going to hear the words, right, repent and believe in the gospel. And remember that you are dust, and to dust you shall return. That, like, we, we, we touch our mortality today. But all of that is so that we can also point and, and, and recognize that everything here is passing, because after the next time we come up, we're coming to receive Jesus. We're coming to receive Christ. <coughs> That He's our focus. He's the reason why we do anything. That this time is not just a time of doing something hard or being recognized for something. But it's a time of being able to focus and encounter our Lord. So we come to receive the Eucharist. Where we get a small taste of the encounter that God has waiting for us in heaven. Hey, today, as we, as we start this Lent, we start it well. <laughs> that, that we enter into the desert well. And that we dispose ourselves to encounter God well. When it's not a time of just giving stuff up or recognition, but it's a time of growing closer to our Lord. May we get a foretaste of it today in this Mass.